0: You, you are, are now, now
1: listening, listening
0: to Close on Sunday,
1: a UCYM podcast.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Close on Sunday. This is your host, our co-host, Vanessa Barajas. We are here joined by some people, some lovely people. We have Jeffrey, we have Joelle, we have Isaac, we have Katya. Katya is a newer addition to our podcast recording this podcast. Uh, this time around. So Katya also works for us at UCYM and focuses on communications, but she will be joining us today. How are you doing, Katya?
2: I'm doing well. Sorry, I am still hung up on the fact that I look like a dog on Zoom, so my bad.
0: Yes, we all have currently like filters on and different emojis on Zoom because that's awesome. Anyways, Mm -hmm. today we're going to be talking about um, finding spirituality, and in the process of that, we're going to attempt to define what spirituality means to us, because spirituality is a very broad topic, and many people define it differently. Um, but I also have a couple of questions that I found online that um, are actually questions for spiritual seekers. So I, I would Ooh, like for us—yes, a questionnaire. It's like twenty questions, kind of. Vibe. Love questionnaires. Exactly. So I was hoping we can kind of answer those, and some of these questions are actually kind of tough. They're like about poverty and like suffering. So obviously we're gonna answer them like the best of our abilities. So the first question I have here is like, why is there poverty and suffering in the world? Does anybody want
2: f- to? <laughs> well, that starts
1: heavy.
0: What why is there eating? poverty? Oh no,
2: that's, that's how you
1: start finding <laughs> winding it. Yeah, that okay, that sounds
2: well. like. You know when you're about to have a have to answer these questions in order to find this
1: this is what you hear when you're about to have a crisis, bro.
2: This is like when you tell your therapist, hey, I need a a softer day, and they hit you with those hard questions. (laughs) So let's go. All right. So
1: But yeah, winding it back a a little bit. Hello, hello, party people. Welcome back to Closed on Sundays. As Vanessa said, I'm your co-host Jeff Garcia. And I'm here with a bunch of wonderful people for context. We are on Zoom. So uh, Katya specifically has gone a little bit wild with the filters. <laughs> um, so why is there poverty in the world? That's the first uh, question, right? That's, that's on our yes. new questionnaire. Why
0: is there poverty and suffering? So you can also answer why is there suffering?
2: Why do people suffer?
1: I suffer because I exist, and I am poor because I am stupid.
2: <laughs> Dang, that was a philosophical.
1: But I was gonna
3: just bring up capitalism. Um, and kind of the the nature of the economic structures that we have in this world and how the origin of that came from mercantilism which came from just people feuding and beefing with each other for territorial lands in Europe and uh, all around the Mediterranean even northern Africa and stuff like that so if you really want to get into why poverty is a thing there's a much deeper history to it Um, and Suffering, I feel like, is just part of the human experience. So, I—that's I, my answer for y'all. That it's kind of short and abrupt. Not necessarily as spiritually inclining, but yeah. That's,
1: Why does that's poverty and saying. suffering exist, white men? Um, white men.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I think. Not even. You know. No, this is because of the
3: economic structures kind of invented by white people but also still heavily well, perpetuated all across if you go the world. back
2: to like even ancient times there was always that hierarchy and the people at power were always the ones who even though they they did suffer they were still you know doing well they were well off so poverty comes from that there you know like there there's always there's always gonna have to be someone at the bottom and then suffering Dang. suffering's happening to like everyone in one way or another so it's kind of like in retrospect to how you suffer is how you feel that it's suffering I don't know I'm, I'm too I'm thinking about this too much Vanessa and you're laughing um,
3: I can't get over the fact that you're saying all this deep stuff with the cutest little wolf face emoji. <laughs> I'm just watching this wolf explain why they're suffering in the world. Bruh.
0: Do you want me to take it off? I, take it off. I, I like it. I no, it's really
3: funny. It's funny. I was going to say, kind of to follow up your point, Katya, yeah, like feudal Japan, mm. far removed from like Western culture, but it was more or less the same economic structure with like the feudal lord and then the workers and the nobility surrounding them in that local area or town or whatever um so there's hierarchy embedded not even necessarily in western civilization just across the world
1: i think did you literally just to sum it up in one word the reason that poverty and suffering exists a huge part greed
4: yeah yeah i think that um you know if if you want to take the most Christian, Catholic, most literal perspective on it, it all probably boils down to original sin back, you know, during Adam and Eve. Um, And that's probably the most literal answer you could probably get. Um, Obviously, different people have different views. Um, And yeah, like it's basically um you know a human ill basically that was you know caused by you know people but that's sort of just a
1: that's
4: almost like a bible like a sunday school answer um but not but it's, it's a very deep question. <laughs> there, there are many many different views on yeah. this so yeah
1: I mean, I'm kind of scared for the rest of Vanessa's little questionnaire, given that um, I guess how we started, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some nice questions here.
2: <laughs> but you mean I'm ready. Let's go.
1: So hit us, hit us with the next one. Let's go. All right. Where, where are we going? Yep.
0: Yes. Next, question number two says, what is the relationship between science and religion?
3: What are you talking about? There is no science. We're <laughs> in the center of the universe. Human race is only two thousand years old.
1: Galileo, who?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's there's no science. Where we get out of here with that.
2: This kind of goes with like the myth busting yesterday at theology on tap, and how like they say you know as Catholics we're not supposed to believe in, um, the big bang. yeah, in science. We're only supposed to like you know focus on the bible and what what's been happening from jesus now on or whatever right and like i don't know i think there 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 has to be a balance you you can be catholic and believe in like religion and be catholic and you know maybe question because you're allowed to question i don't know i don't know where the where the middle part is give me one quick second
3: um i was gonna say like I don't know, when it comes to science, like, I, I hate that people are like this or that when it comes to religion and science, because I think it was like, um, Albert Einstein, who was just like, the more I learn about the universe, the more I believe in God. Because the more questions you get, the more, and the more answers you get, the more questions you get. So it's a never endless loop, and we're always just going to have mysteries about the universe and how things function. Um, So I think fundamentally at a core aspect, religion and science have to aren't necessarily one or the other. They're interdependent and interchangeable in a lot of ways because we don't have religion if biology doesn't exist because we just be cells or weird chemicals floating in the air. So like we inherently need science to coexist with religion because we are both biological and spiritual creatures.
1: Well, see, I think both science and religion are just us trying to kind of explain why we exist. The problem is in that people can't bring themselves to believe in both at the same time. And I mean, if you really look at these things and, and if you gain a deep understanding and appreciation of science and the level that science has reached that tells us so much about how things work but every time we take a step closer to figuring things out it's like we're taking another three steps back because just more and more questions come up about where this thing came from or where the other thing came from and it's just a never ending loop and like basically humans are the epitome of like the i made it the fuck up award you know because we're just saying stuff and hoping that something sticks and sometimes it does because technically all of science is just it worked enough times so we're just going to say that it's kind of a law and it's the same thing with religion like we saw these things and i people witnessed it so we believe
0: it also a lot of people take think- things from the Bible very like literal, like it took God like seven days and everything. Like this and this happened and this is what it means We to take it literally, but like, and I think that's what a lot of people, when they're not Catholic, they're just like criticizing the Catholic faith because they're like, well, this doesn't seem like what science believes, but like Catholics have a reason for why they are Catholics. (laughs) Like we don't necessarily take everything literally from the Bible.
4: Yeah, and like, uh, you know, like, sure, uh, um, science and, you know, religion can, you know, they some, they could be opposed to each other, but there are people who can definitely put science and their beliefs together. Uh, you know, there were definitely you know, great scientists of the past who were Christian and their, you know, their desire to learn more about the world, to learn how this world works is because they found god's creation to be beautiful and they want to learn more about it and so what better way to learn more about creation than to um you know like uh basically you know uh do science in a way which oh, what is it. science it's man. just <laughs> yeah right science is just about figuring about why the world works how it works Sometimes it doesn't always ask, tell you why, like why, why do we exist? Why isn't there this and that? It's just, it boils down to science being just a tool as something where we use our senses to try to understand the world. And there are some things that science just simply cannot um, answer for us. That um, Some things are religious questions and some things are scientific questions. But they can definitely um you know
1: coexist. Yeah. exactly It's like going down that path of like, why are we able to think? And there's like there's chemistry and there's science behind that, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah, electricity fires through your brain and it makes you do the oonga boonga. Right. <laughs> um but but at the end of the day it's still like, well, um I'm having thoughts and um, I don't know how it works because all these other things, I don't think they have thoughts, but they still have brains. They have instincts, but they don't have maybe coherent thoughts. So where's the difference? What happened? What was the off chance that actually like, and we were just never going to understand it. Like I, like I said, science is just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing if it sticks. And if it works enough times, we're like, okay, that's good enough.
3: Yeah. I was going to say like, um, who was it Gregory Mendel, who discovered like genes and stuff? I don't know. More or less, the one like the even if you trace it back um, to like algebra and geometry and astronomy and stuff like that, and even medicine as we know it and have a better understanding of it as of, like right now, um, a lot of that gets traced back to just like original like boom right in the Middle East where people who are Muslim. Um, used math and science as a way to explore and develop their perception of God and even as you see that like continue and like with like Christian theologians uh, and monks who spend hours not doing anything so then they just study bacteria and I think that it's very interesting to see all of the scientific advancements that do come from kind of like religious spaces and even if you think about it right now like I go to a Jesuit university. The majority, a lot of schools, a lot of higher ed, a lot of middle schools, a lot of high schools uh, are Catholic uh, private institutions, um, not necessarily even Catholic, just you know, Christian education in general. So I just think it's really interesting because there's always kind of been this space uh, for academia, and religion to kind of prosper in the same realm. But Steve, more now recently, that you bring up. I feel like, yeah, I was, I was just gonna wrap up my point. I feel like more yeah. recently, uh, people have tried to kind of have this division because of the whole evolution thing in the early 2000s, late 90s. Um, and it's just very interesting to me because if you look at the history um, of kind of Catholicism, of kind of these scientific philosophical leaders, they come from these spaces, like even Thomas Aquinas. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, it's Yeah, now that you bring that up,
1: I was going to say, um, it would be really like wild to be able to know the process and the things that people believed in before written history. It was, like during that phase where people were like, oh, you're sick, bro. Try this plant. You died off. Oh, that sucks. Next plant. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what were they thinking? What were they believing in? Because we have no idea because from written history onwards we just kind of knew what stuff was. We don't know how exactly we got there. We don't know like the things that people were saying the things that people were speaking even the all the dead languages. so it, it would be crazy uh, like you know you know to be able to grasp an insight into that but unfortunately obviously we can't because it's like literally not written down um, but yeah, yeah, you want to hit us with yeah.
0: a, that I'll, third question I'll in the give you heavy the heavy question.
1: questionnaire
0: this one's actually not heavy at all um how do you solve race no i'm just kidding uh what does it mean <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to live in the present moment
1: Bro, how did we go from all i this love that question i really exists? like that question too you yeah.
2: like this question um, oh i love it especially because like I don't know. I think nowadays with like social media and the advancement of like technology in the palm of our hands, when it comes to our phones, we as people and society are so into like just being on our phone and just like, you know, not experiencing a lot of things in person, recording it so you could have that memory and stuff like that. And I remember like One time I was like, I'm not going to record this because I just want to remember this. I want to be present and I want to feel this. And if I don't feel this again, it's fine because I felt this already for the first time. And I think it was at a concert that I just like, I put my phone in my pocket and I was like, I'm just going to hyper-focus on the person singing. And that's it. Like, I'm I'm not going to... Like record. I'm not going to record myself. I'm not going to record my expressions because I wanted to feel it then and there and I feel like if I had not done that I wouldn't have had this like range of emotions where it was like oh my god I'm going to cry because this is my favorite artist or oh my god I'm so angry because why is everyone not paying attention to him? Why is everyone recording? This is the happiest moment I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, and it goes on too. like I had a couple like I had a friend that flew in from um, from Portugal and he was all about taking pictures and like, you know, cre- creating those memories for himself. But I was more of like just watching him and like, oh, my God, that was the first time we met in person. And it ha- we had been friends for like six, seven years. So it was really exciting for me to like have this this person like in the same sphere as me exists yeah <laughs> like I remember I remember we, we met in the airport and um, time to
1: perceive
2: <laughs> but we we were like oh my god is this is this real and we were like well you guys can't see me because I'm still a wolf or whatever but like when we when we like gave each other a hug and a high fives, it was like, oh my God, this is real. This is real life. And like, that was for me, I could have recorded the whole thing. I could have recorded the whole thing and have that memory for the rest of my life. But instead, like I was able to just be there and just remember that. and that That's always something that I'm going to carry with myself instead of having, you know, that memory through whatever else, whatever other yeah. device I got.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I kind of forgot what the question was at this point. If, if you could reiterate that, but you bring up the really interesting thing of like, well, what memories do we want to keep and, and what kind of things do we just kind of live through, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't know, for like kind of just living in the present. Um, it's just, it's something ethereal. Um, and thank you, Vanessa, for putting it in the chat. Now, what does it mean to live in the present moment? Yeah, for for me, it's something just ethereal, um, something just connecting me to the grounds, the universe, to the sky, and just everything in that moment. And I think just like, I don't know, it's just, it is spiritual in the sense that you get reconnected with your total body and your total self. Like, I kind of think of it as like, you know, like if you walk around, sometimes you have like a balloon So if you like walk forward, you drag the balloon behind you and sometimes our brains can be like balloons and then we're walking forward with our bodies, but we're thinking about something that happened in the day and we have to just drag our brains along as we go throughout the day. Or sometimes we let go of the balloon and it goes into the sky and then we start overthinking about the future. Um, And I think that like being in the present moment is when our, our balloon is on our head and it's perfectly just there, and we're just living in our body and just living. You wear the balloon. Exactly, you wear the balloon as a hat, and you're just living your exactly. life.
1: Exactly, that's what I'm talking about.
3: Exact, bro. I'm telling you, just balloon hats, and you just walk around and you feel great. And exactly,
1: that's, that's-
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's a spiritual thing, and it's just feeling content, feeling your feelings in the moment. And it's just, a, it's a cool feeling. Um, I think a lot of times we get a lot of things that have our brains driving in a whole bunch of different directions. But whenever you get a chance to just be living in your body, in your experience, um, it's a very grounding thing and it's a very beautiful thing.
1: I mean, it's like, it's like the eloquent Master Ugwe stated, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's a gift. That is why they call it the present. Bars. Is that from
2: Kung Fu Panda?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Hold on.
1: I can't. Kung Fu Panda was like weirdly deep. That won't be hit. Oh, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Like, they the, the spirit realm and stuff. Speaking of spirituality, like Kung Fu Panda and that spirit realm stuff, bro. Inner peace.
3: Bro. <laughs> For those who can't see, which is everyone because we're not filming this, uh, Katya just transformed their avatar on Zoom from a wolf to a panda. So that's happening.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, what you guys were talking about, um, about that balloon, that's a very good... Uh... Very good metaphor. Um, I guess with one thing, I, I guess I, I like to think about mental health a lot. And um, so, that, cause it reminded me of like, so depression is you know, when you're stuck in the past and anxiety is when you're stuck in the future, always worrying about things in the future. And meanwhile, if we're on autopilot going up throughout the day just doing things without you know, sort of thinking too deeply. I guess it makes you wonder where is our consciousness <laughs> really at? you know are we really in the present then you know? Um, and of course like with depression anxiety those are very uh, those are very serious things and obviously um, you know if you need help, get help, professional help, um, definitely not downplaying those things. it's not, it's not an easy thing. But uh, just in general, like it's hard to be in the present and it's something that, you know, we can all use help with and yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, extremely hard to be in the present. I think even if you try, you really can't because the fact that you're thinking about it makes you think about the past and the future. Um, There's, I don't know, at least for me, it's just kind of been like, it just happens sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just stop thinking about something when I'm doing something and I'll be like, yo, this is great, bro. Like, what? And it just happens. And then it ends and I'm back to thinking about, oh, what assignments do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to do? Um, What do I need to get done? What's going to be for breakfast, lunch, dinner, you know? But that one moment, it's like, it's just so, I guess surreal is the word. Um. Because it feels like things kind of stop around you and you just feel everything, you know? Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. And that sort of also reminds me of like what Katya was saying. It's just very true how our devices can take us out of the present moment. And I think sometimes we we really do need to just put it down and just live, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, like, one of, the,
3: one of the few like pleasures of life is getting a chance to just dance with another person. And just like, just in that moment, like, again, I'm, I'm bringing this up as like an experience to just like be present. And there's just something really cool about just like the movement of your body and just like being in rhythm with the music and literally just focusing on the moment. And it's kind of like what Jeff said. It's like those things that get you in the zone, right? It's not necessarily like going out and being like, all right, I'm going to try my hardest to be in the present. And you're like mm. <laughs> <The> veins <laughs> popping out of your forehead. And you're like, I'm in the present, big brain, <laughs> right? <It's> just, you're <laughs> going to give yourself an ulcer if you keep flexing that hard. Um, but it's really something that's just like, really just getting into a flow and that's why i i think of like dancing with another person because you just listen to the music and it could be literally anything it can be i've experienced like flow state while i was running while doing cross country because you just feel the wind and the only thing you can focus on is your body and how it moves and you just get into a rhythm
1: yeah bro oh my god
3: and everything just yeah it's like like noise canceling headphones it's just that moment and when you're just dancing with someone when you're running when you're doing art when you're doing something creative and you're just in the flow and just everything makes sense to you because you're just in your element doing your thing that to me is kind of like what it means to be in the present um because this is a beautiful thing it is a very fun yeah, that's crazy yeah beautiful thing
1: yeah and I, it's funny that you mentioned it it dawns on me now i was a swimmer for the longest time as much as i like i i loved it but i hated it towards the end um but you saying that about cross country made me realize most of those moments where i felt very 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 just in the moment is when i was swimming at the meets at the big events those like those big ticket events to oh this is your chance to break the school record like the, those races when you would dive in the pool and as soon as my body would hit the water, it's just zone in no other thoughts. It's just, it's like you hear the water pounding against the cap and then you hear it flowing over your head. You feel every single little thing and you can kind of feel yourself speed up and slow down depending on how the water is hitting you. At least that's how I felt it. Um, But you literally have no other thoughts until you hit that final wall and you look up at the board and you're like, damn it I missed it you know
3: (laughs) yeah man I feel like again just for me that was just cross country that was like track there's moments where I hop on the track and I'm going at it and like I see the clock and I'm just like something clicks in my brain I'm like I got this and there's other moments where like this ain't it I'm gonna puke at the end of this (laughs)
1: oh yeah living in the moment but oh, yeah that's that's cool oh, yeah. yeah
0: how about you isaac do you have a strategy or a task to live in the present moment
4: um i guess like uh my own basic strategy is just uh really just uh, to put the phone down for a bit i mean it's what i use the most uh i feel good might be what most of us really use the most in our daily life um and like you know talk to the people around you um look around uh I mean I often find it when I was in class most people are just on their phones um so try to strike up a conversation with other people uh yeah I mean that might sound a bit strange today like oh yeah we're already talking to people on our phones but you know like that conversation on your phone can sort of wait you know um try to look at the people around you um and yeah I mean for real like I won't ever have like I wouldn't even be here talking to you guys uh I'd probably be doing someone else for my life if I had not talked to Vanessa at all in class so <laughs> yeah for real
1: yeah, exactly. It's things like that. It's awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 super weird to actually think about these things. But now we're moving on to fourth fourth question. Are we only four in? Mm, yeah. Yeah, we're only four. Oh man, you picked the you picked quite a questionnaire. <laughs> I
0: did. I did. I want to ask you guys. I want to ask you guys. I feel like there's another question, but I feel like that's, like, over asked. Like, everybody asks that question. But I was going to say, what is the greatest quality that... Do it. Do it. Oh. Okay, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> Nobody's going to answer that. Like, what? <laughs> 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 what is the meaning of life?
1: 42. Shout out to the <laughs> yes. people that understand that reference. Um, Hitchhiker's hey, Guide to the Galaxy? Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's your answer, 42. Next. <laughs>
0: All right, nice. What is the greatest quality that humans possess? What makes us unique from other things? Our bodies. Other living things. There's other things (laughs) that have bodies, but what makes us different?
1: Oh my God. A man who has nothing to think but thoughts will have nothing but thoughts to think. (laughs) Not the TikTok phrase. No, but like
0: literally, what makes you unique as a human?
3: I don't think any, I don't think people are unique.
0: <laughs> Yikes.
3: But like Red they, 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 they Five are, mind time.
1: No, no, no. Sorry. sorry uh, if you allow me to- He's putting on. on his tin hat, bro. He's putting on his tin hat.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. But like, I think, you no, know, like, I think like, it's kind of like, we are unique. We are all individual. We are special, unique selves. Right. But we also live in our communities and we also are just animals like i feel like a lot of times people yeah, take so themselves a little too seriously and like sometimes it's kind of nice to just be like i'm just a super monkey <laughs> hell yeah, I'm yeah just that's a super- very cool. <laughs> it's just like it, it, it helps oh me boy. like because then I, I think about it and like that kind of calms me because it makes me realize that it's just like oh like i'm an animal i have certain needs i am I had have a circadian rhythm, I need community, I need to engage in stuff, almost in this like weird primal way. And for some reason that comforts me because it just makes me feel in unity with like everyone on the earth and then also like animals too, because we're just all just trying to do our thing. you True. know.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of like spirituality, that idea that like, we're not really special, right? That, that phrase, from dust you came to dust you shall return. We are nothing. In the grand scheme of things, if you zoom out, we're a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second in the, the vast timeline that is, you know, the universe. Um, so, like, why, bro? And I think that's what makes humans special. We make our own existence worth something no matter what.
4: Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, and I guess... Oh, sorry, but... You, no, no ahead, anyway. on on the, on, the, on the flip side, it's also... Um, From a christian catholic perspective it's we are also made in the image of god and that makes us that that's what sort of makes us special um yeah (laughs) so that elevates us to a different position so i would say it's um i understand both perspectives yeah
1: actually i think they're one in the same you know because I I had been out of sight, out of mind until you said it. From dust you came, to dust you shall return. But every single one of us is also made in the image of God, in perfection. Basically, is what the Bible describes it as. So the fact that we believe that it takes all of this effort to make us, and that we're here for such a little time, and and we basically, in the grand scheme of things, mean nothing. But something has been poured into us so lovingly. That that is one of the special things of life. I think
3: yeah jeff just going off that point like it's it, that's the beautiful part right like we like when our bodies decay after we die we're going to just the well, carbon's gonna like release from our bodies go up into the atmosphere and then once it's past the atmosphere and the world explodes it'll eventually heat up and then turn into stars like that's that's what happens like that's literally what will happen to our bodies in millennia and millennia as they pass so i think kind of from like from dust we come to dust we shall return it's like this idea that like like god is so small but also everything and so we come from god and we're built in god's image which is also kind of dust because we come from kind of this like stardust, all of these atoms, and the probability of humans just existing and being born is so marginally tiny that it's just ridiculous that we're here. And so I think a lot of people, you know, and we could talk about this at a later day, but a lot of people see kind of like the meaninglessness void of oh, we're only gonna live for a small fraction of time and then we're all gonna die. It's true, but you can have two different takeaways from that. There's the takeaway of being like, hey, like I hate everything. I'm not gonna be functional. Fuck everything. (laughs) Um, And then there's the other (laughs) takeaway where it's just like, "That's yeah, exactly. It's like, it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of beautiful that we just exist as an explosion for such a finite period of time. And it's freeing. It's very freeing. Because when you realize that and you internalize that and you internalize that, that's kind of like God's vision for you. It makes you, it's this weird effect of being like, since you're nothing, you're everything. You know what I mean? It kind of is just yeah. like, it's this, it's this very yeah. interesting dynamic.
1: You exist for so little time, yet you matter so much in that time that you exist. Yeah.
3: And it matters so much because that's the, it's the, yeah, so it's, finite. It's crazy.
1: Exactly. I don't know. It's it's like a, you can go in circles with this all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just this one but, question. Yeah, it's that general concept. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you had literally, literally, you could run in circles all day with this one question. We could talk about this for hours. Um, but it, yeah, it's that general idea of, well, we don't really mean anything. But at the same time, we mean everything. And that's a very, very simplistic way to put it, to be fair. But it is kind of what it is. <laughs> So yeah. Vanessa, if you want to hit us with the Mm -hmm. fifth question. Awesome. That is the fifth, right?
0: Yes. What is wisdom and how do we gain it? What is wisdom and how do we gain it?
1: What is by being stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's basically how we found out what things work, you know. Um I don't know what is wisdom. Because there's 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 intellect. And then there's wisdom. Yes. yes. Two very, very Um, separate things.
4: I have a um a little saying um or that I've that I've heard of. It's um knowledge is knowing to look um in one direction when crossing a one-way street. Wisdom is looking in both directions when walk when crossing a one-way street. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I like that i like that yeah knowledge you know that the basic rule is it's a one-way street i only need to check one direction before i cross wisdom you know that people are stupid so you have to check both (laughs) directions or you might get hit that's actually that's really cool i like that dang okay
4: Mm -hmm. but i guess you know basically my boil down to wisdom is about the application of experience Uh, it's about being you know open-minded to the possibilities and uh sort of maybe not just looking at your own experience but the experience of other people you know yeah oh yeah i mean yeah
1: the amount of guys that i've gotten to sit down and talk to that'll give you like the best life advice that you've heard just in like tiny snippets but they don't know like anything else (laughs) like they're they're like the smartest guys in the world when it comes to life and like how they messed up and how they do things but then you ask them about like algebra and they're like yeah no bro
0: (laughs) do you think wisdom is reliable if it's coming from like you know someone that's lived longer than you like an elderly person is or should wisdom be generally like rated on like a reliability skill or is that just wisdom is wisdom and it's inherently like reliable
1: I think it depends on the person. Obviously, the older you get, the more reliable it's going to be because you have more time to gain more experience, right? Uh, And it's like, it's that thing, like an old wise person and a young wise person, you can't compare the two because the older guy is always going to come out with the edge. Um, But between a young wise person and an old unwise person, the younger guy is going to get out on top. And so it's it's relative. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I also think it's like, who has like opened themselves to live like unapologetically true to themselves Mm -hmm. and i I feel like the people who are like older who just learn to just not care uh have a lot more to say versus the older people who are just like try to still hold on to things that they don't even believe in um so I think uh kind of like saying things with conviction and living a a deeper more experienced life is kind of the key to wisdom because I also just know that like I've talked to I've talked oh my god I've talked to my little cousins and I'm just like I'm hearing them And I'm just like how are you speaking like that like when i was when i was 13 i was so dumb i was so dumb i had no drip i had i had no thoughts to contribute to any conversation and now i'm hearing those little kids just like and part of it's like they they like know about stuff right because they look up stuff on instagram and on tiktok and watch youtube videos about things so they think they know about something but in reality they don't but then there'd be little kids who do know about stuff i'm just like there's, there's just something about like that innocent childhood bluntness that just fascinates me because I'm like you really just don't give a fuck do you and it's the same <laughs> thing with like old people like old ass people be the same way because then they talk like they're gonna die in a year so they don't care so then they're saying like the same thing and I just feel like there's a weird connection between the two I'm just like is it just because like they're so close to birth and death that they get some sort of insight like what? I don't understand what that is, and I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> Could it also be because youth stays are required in some way to like know some of the basic historical things happening. It's like it's almost demanded from them because if they don't know what's happening with the planet or something, it's just like they're left behind and they're the most vulnerable to any sort of.
1: That's true. Yeah,
0: like some of the youngest leaders that we have, like, are lit- literally are so young. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah. I think uh, that's also where the difference between the wisdom and knowledge comes into because a lot of these kids, they know about this stuff, right? So they can regurgitate a lot of facts back to you and you can be like, damn, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that, right? But then wisdom would be the ability to know how to make a change using that knowledge. And some kids obviously know how to do it, right? They're obviously, they need to gain more experience and they need to go through their failures and learn more and more and more. But there's kids now, that are willing to step up and try more than older people, you know?
0: Should I ask one last question for you all before we before we end this recording?
1: Yeah, how, how deep are we into this questionnaire?
0: <laughs> it's just like the sixth question, I think, or seven.
1: Sixth question. Yeah, I, I don't think this is, I, uh, this podcast, we we started with the intent of talking about spirituality, but I really <laughs> like this questionnaire thing. So we may or may not do um or a maybe. second part yeah somewhere somewhere that. along the line not sure. for, not for officially the podcast but maybe just as a side thing um tentative don't take it as any guarantee of anything whatsoever um but yeah let's get let's get one last question and let's get this rolling
0: yeah i was looking at these other because there's 20 and like some of them are like a little more like eh, interesting like but uh think one of them that's not that you know difficult to answer is like what is our greatest distraction i mean that's pretty easy to answer right no what is something what is something that keeps you from like finding a better connection with yourself
3: myself money drugs you
2: said something yes. that keeps me from getting Find a better connection a... with myself yes.
0: yes like what prevents you from finding yourself
2: insecurities because mm, I feel that like I feel like that um I don't know my insecurities kind of like keep me from being the best version of myself that I can be so if I ever am to like you know overcome these insecurities then it's over for everybody because <laughs> I will be at the maximum level of myself but until then like i'm still i'm still struggling yeah. I it's And okay. i think oh it's yeah. definitely okay but there's also like oh, sorry there's also like people who like who are like myself who we're getting older i'm practically almost 30 <laughs> and i need to like get it together and and stuff so but, See, I, but I guess I there's that. also
1: the thing, like mm-hmm. there weren't the resources that there are now. So you kind of couldn't do it until this late. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And because I mean, oh, my my connection is cutting out. Oh, I'm back. Look at that. Let's go. Yeah. Um. Honestly, just like being able to say that you have insecurities, I feel like is mm-hmm. such a big step. Because I know, like, I, I know I have my insecurities, right? And I know that I'm not the best person that I can be. But the attitude that I started taking is every day, I'm going to wake up and try to be just like a tiny fractional bit better, right? Any progress is progress. It's still progress. And I know some days I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm going to feel like crap. I'm, I'm not going to want to get out of bed. Um, I'm really not going to just have the energy to exist. Um, and those days I can just sit back and kind of reflect on the things that have happened and just take that day, let myself refresh a little bit and carry on, you know, but, but to that extent, I also get distracted very easily, <laughs> like incredibly easily, and it, it comes in small things like work, school. Um, even just kind of wanting to have fun because of work in school. And it all just builds up into this weird jumble of things that take your time away. And do yeah. you, you end up maybe not making as much progress as you want, you know?
0: Maybe we as humans can technically make more progress if we actually listen to our bodies more, if we actually like paid attention, like, oh, I'm tired. I haven't slept in like 24 hours. That probably means I should you know, get some rest, because I've been studying for finals all night long. But like some of us are just like prioritizing the wrong things. And I think that's why we can't find a deeper connection with ourselves.
2: I think you brought up a good point, Vanessa. And like, I feel like maybe sometimes as people, we don't prioritize ourselves. We find ourselves to be like one of the last important things and we prioritize school, friends, family, our jobs, our relationships, etc. And then that's why we get burnt out because True. we're not, we're not, you know, putting ourselves first. And then when you start putting yourself first, you kind of feel selfish because, or people think you're being selfish because, you know, they're not used to that, but that's the only way to like, you know, it's get like... to be who you need to be.
1: It's that American like capitalist culture, though, that like work comes first all the time. You need to get that education. So you need to get that bread. So you need to work and work and work, work until you stop working You're and you look working. back and you realize that you haven't done anything with your life, which is what happens to a lot of people, unfortunately. But it, it's a reality of just how kind of the system works right now and how we get funneled through the system. So.
3: Yeah I think like one of the biggest things um, is like Vanessa touched on this and you all kind of touched on it in your own way and I think like this idea that we get separated from ourself um, and we don't listen to our bodies and we don't listen to like kind of just fundamental truths so I think a lot of times like what drives a lot of people's like ego and what drives a lot of people's like obsession with wealth and kind of living this flamboyant lifestyle uh going out partying doing all these crazy things which i have no problem with partying or like doing any of that fun stuff because it's fun if we weren't human then like come on like (laughs) jesus turned water to wine for a reason guys like come on so like there's there's some (laughs) intentional
0: vices
3: (laughs) there's some intentional vices that i think are kind of like things we kind of just gotta experience in life. And sometimes it's just important to have fun. But I think when people try to like rely on that as a coping strategy, to deal with some of the fundamental truths of life, to ignore what their body is telling them, it, that's when it becomes really problematic. And I think a lot of times that goes into like why a lot of old folks around their 50s have like midlife crises because they realize they're gonna die. And so they buy a Ferrari. <laughs> and you think about that you realize you're gonna die next step exactly i want to die ferrari um and so like (laughs) i i just think it's interesting because like we try to ignore these fundamental truths about our mentality about childhood trauma about these different lived experiences that we all have and these fundamental truths about just humanity and whatever we can get our hands on to try and like just numb that truth voice so we don't have to deal with all these hard hitting really difficult topics which i mean sometimes it's important to have a distraction but i don't know i just think it's it's very easy whether it be your phone whether it be work whether it be school whether it be partying and things that come with parting all these different things it's it's very easy because we have a plethora of distractions at any given
4: moment um yeah i guess i'd also say that um you know, this question about like uh, finding who you are is sort of, uh, it's, it comes down to also like a cultural type of question because, like, you know, there's an individualistic culture that we live in uh, here in you know, America. And, but there's also, you know, there are collectivist cultures and who we are, our identity is, you know, it's, it's sort of you know, changes based on the culture you live in in a way, like, for our culture, it's a very much, an, it's about a culture. It's like a me culture, it's about ourselves, or it's about who am I? But the collectivist culture, it's like, oh, who, who am I in relation to other people? Um, and I guess really it's, this is all just, that last question you have is a question about identity. Um, who are you as a person? Who, um, you know, could be, you know, cultural, um, you know, it could be ethnic, um, it could be religious um, and it could be psychological. I don't know. It goes, it's a pretty deep question, I'd say. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, like I said, and any one of these questions we can go on about like forever and ever and ever because they're deep questions and we can really dive deep. But I mean, right now that we just kind of came into this without, I guess preparation we can just kind of speak on the things that we have felt and gone through you know it's 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 nice to think about and it's nice to have these questions posed to you every once in a while I don't think I would be able to think about it all the time because that's yeah. just a little bit um yeah it's, it's a little bit much you know <laughs> but yeah I think that's I think that's where you know that's that's a good that's a good place to start. Just saying, you know, maybe you, you guys listen to this at home can maybe think on some of these questions. Um, reach out to us. What do you think? Like, what do you think about any of the things we talked about today? Um, if you want to share your own experience, please do. Um, don't feel obliged. Um, but yeah, this is this has been this has been a good episode. You know, I thought yeah, this is good. We've got this rolling. Thank you again to all the people that listen and support us all the time. Um, Please like and comment and subscribe wherever it's applicable. Um, If not just follow us, you know, Um, I am currently working on getting our United Catholic um, young adult ministry page launched. I'm working on developing the logo for that. Um, it, It might be a little bit of time because I want to do it right Um, but just look out for that. Um, see if any updates are there. Um, for the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful night. This has been closed on Sundays.
0: Thank Thank you you for tuning tuning into this this episode. episode. You can find us on Instagram link below
1: and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.